Hello, welcome to This One Time at OU. Thanks for joining us. This is Roz. I'm flying solo today, and I'm interviewing one of my favorite people, my stepdaughter, Robin. Robin went to Ohio University. What year did you graduate, Robin? I graduated in 2008. I started in 2004. I managed to finish in four years. Yes, that's what the good people do. <laughs> um, so I've known Robin since she was five years old and started dating her father right when I was out of OU. And uh, we've always had a lot of fun together and very easy to get along with. Yes. And then she totally endeared me to her heart further when she went to one of my favorite places, Athens, Ohio University. I remember you kind of had a hard time um, deciding where to go. What did make you go to OU? So I only applied to OU and Miami University, and I did early admissions for both. And I found out early, October-ish time frame, that I was accepted to both Miami and OU, so I stopped applying. I knew that I definitely wanted to go to one of those schools. Um, and I remember some family members saying, not you, of course, Connie, but some <laughs> other family members that had gone to OU saying, oh, um, you you won't get into Miami, you won't like it there, You, you that's, not, that's not a good fit for you. So... I initially wanted to go to Miami just to prove everybody wrong, that I could go and I I could do great there. And I filled out all of my application information. I filled out all of my housing information. I was ready to send it in. You did? You put in your housing? Yes. You paid a deposit on housing in Miami? Wow. I I didn't know you had gone that far to the dark side. I did. (laughs) I was ready to go. And then... I had a realization that that was not the right reason to choose somewhere to go to college, that I really needed to go not to prove a point to anybody else, but I needed to go with the place that I felt most at home. And that was OU from from the start. Yes, and I'm sure that yet, um, my husband's family has a lot of uh, people that went to OU. He's one of six kids, and three of them went to OU, yeah. and a lot of nieces and nephews. So she definitely had been there a bunch of times by yeah. the time she was ready to decide on a college. And uh, what I also love is that um, we both went to OU, and we both loved it, but we did definitely have very different experiences because I hung out with the more deadhead crowd, and Robin uh, became a sorority girl. Yes. And uh, so let's start with... But we both loved it. That's the point. It's like that's, you know, it's for everybody. And I had a lot of friends that were in sororities. And I had friends that played sports. And I had friends that were in the ROTC. That's a shout out to you, Tim. (laughs) We had, you know, all sorts of kind of friends. So I love that about OU. And my son that's there now, he's friends with fraternities, brothers, and all sorts of different people. So I, I feel like at Miami... From what I've heard, it's more sororities and fraternities, and and like if you're not in a sorority and fraternity, or that's like the click there. Yeah, I don't know for yes. sure, but anyways. Um, so let's see, what years were you there? Where did you live, and where did you work? Okay, I was there from 2004 to 2008. I lived my freshman year on West Green. I didn't. I actually didn't know anybody that was from my graduating high school class going to OU. So I just applied for a random roommate and random housing. I didn't have any preference. Um, So I ended up in Ryer's dorm on West Green, 
with a girl named Emily from Cincinnati, and it was awesome. It was um, a co-ed dorm, so each floor was a different gender, um, and I still have one of my very best friends I met. She lived three doors down from me in Ryers, and we ended up being in the same sorority. Um, so I lived there freshman year, sophomore and junior year, I lived in my sorority house. In both years, I lived in a triple room with the same two girls, both two years, that are still two of my best friends to this day. And these were very small rooms, as I recall. I think <laughs> yeah. they were smaller than the dorms. They were very small. The big perk to living in the sorority house was that you did not have to eat food from the dining hall. We had a chef or a cook in our sorority house, and the rules were a little more lax. They were, it just felt more like a house and not like a dorm. Um, so I lived there for two years in a tiny room with tiny closets, and so it was one house with, I think there were 54 girls at a time living there. Wow. Yeah. Two big bathrooms, so that was nice. And then our first floor was all, like, living space. In um, my senior year, I lived on Congress with 12 girls, myself and 11 other girls, um, all of which were from my sorority. Yes, so you constantly had a tribe. <laughs> yes, I did. But my senior year, I had my own bedroom. Yes, way on the fourth floor. Yeah, I was up in the attic. Where my dad had to move a bed up there. Never yeah. forget that. <laughs> yes, it was super hot in the fall and spring and super cold in the winter. But I was just so happy to have my own room finally in college and be able to sleep without somebody waking me up, coming in late or leaving for class early. Right. So, it was awesome. Right. And everybody that I, you know, would say, oh, I'm living with 12 girls this year would be, oh, my, that's going to be so dramatic. Or, you know, they were always had, they always had caution of what's going to happen with that. And it was wonderful. We really had very little problems. Our biggest issue was always our um, driveway that people would get their cars blocked in. That was always our biggest fight in our house. Uh. So... Yes, yes, we didn't fight over food or paying the bills. Okay, so my friend was really good with money. She set up a bank account that we would all just deposit into for all of our utilities and our rent. And it was super easy. And we really, we had two, we had three kitchens actually. So that made it easier to kind of divide up chores and keep food straight. And it went well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, where did you work when you oh. were at OU? I know you were ambitious and got awesome grades, we must say, yes. and also worked. Yeah. So I started, I think, my sophomore year. I think spring of my sophomore year, one of my good friends in my sorority had this job with the, it was kind of with the dining hall, but there was one in um, the student center where they made sub sandwiches and she loved it. It was right across the street from where we lived. She would just go in and cut fruit or make sandwiches, and it was like four or five hour shifts, and you were in and out. Um, so I jumped on it, and she helped me get the job there, and I worked there for the rest of sophomore. And I don't remember when Baker opened, what year it was, but at some point when the new Baker opened, I transitioned over to work in the coffee shop at Baker. I was definitely there all of my senior year. It was like a mini Starbucks, and we made bagels and smoothies and coffee, and 
a lot of my good friends worked there with me, so we would switch in and switch out, and we'd be hungover or tired or stressed about a test, and we would just make it work. Did you get to drink coffee for free? Yes. <laughs> you could make anything that you wanted while you were there. You could make bagels and have coffee. Um, so we always did that, and there were definitely times where I would walk in to see one of my friends hiding like on the floor in the back room eating a bagel because <laughs> she was not feeling well and struggling to make it through her shift. So. <laughs> the bagel will get me through. Uh, yes, cream cheese and carbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you need the carbs. You need the carbs. For sure. So, yeah, it was great. It gave me some spending money, and I liked it. I had a lot of fun there. Good, good. That's yeah. that's great. Um so we like to, I'm sure you have lots of stories from your OU days, yeah. um, who doesn't, that went there. Uh, and uh, the other day you were telling me a story about some dating experiences. <laughs> uh, tell, tell our listeners about, uh, I believe the guy was from uh, Miami. He was. So I, ironically enough, never dated anyone from OU while I went to OU. I don't know why. It was not not like a choice that I made going into it, but I dated somebody from Ohio State most of the time I was there. I was single or this my senior year, I dated this guy from Miami. I actually met him in Chicago. We don't have to say his name. Yeah, we'll leave we'll, his we'll, name out. We'll keep that out, but you know who you are out there. <laughs> Um, one of my best friends from high school who went to Miami was doing an internship in Chicago the summer before senior year. I had just broken up with my boyfriend from Ohio State, and I was in Chicago to visit her. It was the most quintessential, amazing Chicago summer weekend. It was beautiful. We went to the most amazing bars and restaurants, and I met this friend of hers that also went to Miami, and he just totally won me over. He was a smooth talker and just really sweet, a fun guy. Um, so we dated for a couple of months and I went to Miami a few times to visit him, which was easier because my best friend was there. So I would go stay right. with her and see him. Uh-huh. Um, so it must have been like end of September. He came to visit me at OU for the first time. And I mean... The fact that he went to Miami alone, I think he walked into our house of my 12 best friends and all of their boyfriends who were strong OU advocates. All of my friends dated guys from OU except for me. I know. I don't know why we're such rivals with Miami, actually. I don't either. They're I just know similar. We, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it has to do with sports and we're just clueless because... I don't know. Uh, we never were into the sports at OU. I mean, no. I think I went to like one football game and two hockey games the whole time I was there. I think I only <laughs> did homecoming football games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I maybe it has to do with sports and maybe. we just don't know. But you definitely would see like the... Uh, Miami sucks, uh-huh. and you know, yeah, uh, muck, Miami. <laughs> I saw that a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyways, he walked into OU. He walked into OU with kind of an arrogance about him. He walked in with this, this. I I go to Miami, and I'm from Chicago, and all of my friends and their boyfriends immediately did not like him. He started. Um, trash talking Ohio State, which a lot of my good friends at OU were from Columbus and they were huge Buckeye fans and it was football season and he Oh yeah, you can't trash o- OSU. I mean, no. Uh, you know, we still love OU better, but you know, OU's the whole football thing, so yes. whatever. OSU football. <laughs> you, know, you just don't 
don't do that. You no. respect. Right. <laughs> and a lot of my friends were from Cincinnati also. And so he came in bad mouthing the Bengals. He's a Bears fan. It was just not, it was not a good start. So he comes in and we had had, must have been a Friday afternoon. We just had people over at our house and we're all drinking and hanging out. And at one point, I overheard him telling one of my friend's boyfriends that I had had too much to drink and he was dumping out my drinks in the sink. And they were like, that is, that's not at all Robin. Like she, this really, like she seems totally fine and we hang out with her every weekend and she's not one to have an issue with things like that. So they were so Not to mention the alcohol abuse of throwing away alcohol. I know. You're you're wasting drinks and you're being... And when you're in college, like that alcohol is precious. It's true. He's wasting drinks and he's just being really condescending towards me, towards their football teams. It was not not a good start. Damn. I know. So we leave our house and we go to Bronies, which was our like favorite senior year bar because it was the new nicer one and yeah so we go to bronies and we it was fine i mean everything was going well he was meeting friends and i think once we got out of our house and there was other people around to kind of diffuse that situation um so we at one point i specifically remember sitting next to him on a bar stool just chatting and he fell off his bar stool and i don't know <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but I am sure that I did not push him, which is what he blamed. I think he must have been embarrassed, so it was easy to, I don't know why you would tell your girlfriend that it was her fault, but he said that I pushed him off his bar stool. He couldn't just laugh it off. He had to, like, find someone to blame. No, he was was so uptight about it. So he blamed me. Jeez, have a sense of humor, dude. I know. So at that point, after everything with my friends and... Blaming me for pushing him, I think I was just like, I, I'm done. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm gonna go home. I don't want to hang out. You can, you can just stay here. Which that was the problem. He didn't know anybody else at OU. He was staying with me because he came to visit, and I didn't want him to stay with me anymore. Um, so that, it's not like you drank too much because you kept dumping your damn drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely, you know, wanted to prove a point. I went home by myself and I went up to bed. And that's really like, for me, that was the end of the night. That was not the end of the night for him. Mm-hmm. He was sitting on our front porch waiting for one of my housemates to come home to let him in because he was gonna apologize or I don't know what his plan was but he was coming back in our house to stay the night and my friend walks up he's sitting on the porch and she goes oh hey like what's going on she had no idea that there was a problem she must have been at a different bar and mm-hmm. just didn't even know uh-huh. so he walks up she walks up to the porch and he's got this sour look on his face and she said what's what's going on what's the issue and he said oh and this is a line that lived on with my friends the rest of college and still to this day. He said, oh, you know, Robin's just being Robin. She's being a fucking cunt. It was terrible. Oh, oh, so awful. I've that is never, the worst thing you can say to a woman. Terrible. I've never in my life been oh. called that. And honestly, it was... I, like, want to go beat him up now. <laughs> well, it was so, like, shocking and out of line that I wasn't even offended. I was just more, like disgusted with him that he would call somebody that right my friend said she like dropped her purse like was like what did you just say that is so terrible 
he said, I need you to let me in now. She said, there is no way I'm letting you back into our house. You need to leave. And he was like, no, I need to come in. I need to solve this problem. I don't have anywhere else to go. And she said, I'm, I'm not letting you in after you. See, she's protecting you. She I have was. a lot of stories of girlfriends protecting each other yes, from asshole men. For sure. Because, so she was probably like, oh, no, he's going to go say that to Robin. Yeah. And I'm not letting him do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So... She got inside somehow without him getting inside. So he's still out there on my front porch. Now I think he's real mad. So he proceeds to get in his car. And my friend, meanwhile, is looking out the front window. And I think at this point, other housemates of mine were awake still and came. So there's a group of girls looking out the front window, watching him to see what he does next. (laughs) He gets in his car. I think it's like 2 or 3 in the morning at this point. Gets in his car and... As people that go to OU know, Congress is a one-way street. He starts driving the wrong way down Congress. So he must have been in your driveway. Yeah, I guess so. And pulled out. Because otherwise you'd be facing the other way. Right. So he pulls out of the driveway. (laughs) It just goes the wrong way down Congress. (laughs) And my friends were like, well, this does not look safe, but we are not going to come to his rescue. He's on his own. He's a jerk. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't kill somebody. Yeah, Bye-bye. Exactly. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen anybody drive the wrong way down Congress. No, I <laughs> All the not. times I've been to OU. I have not. Yeah, <laughs> so he, he made it home safely. And the next day sent two dozen roses to our house, which we proceeded to hand them out to everybody in my house. He wrote this card, this apology card, and I put it up on our refrigerator. I was like, this isn't just for me. This is for everyone in my house, for you causing a crazy night. But it was a good story that lives on with my friends forever. Right. As long as you got a good story out of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was very funny. And they still... I mean, I'll randomly get a text from a friend that says, Robin's just being Robin. And luckily, (laughs) then they leave out the mean part. (laughs) Robin's just, yeah, I'm going to use that line now, too. Well, you certainly have a lot of fun memories of OU. I don't know if that was a fun one, but it's definitely a funny one, just picturing that that car going the wrong way down Congress. Uh, Yeah, we visited Robin, I think, every homecoming. And uh, they do a thing there now, kegs and eggs. They didn't do this when I was there, but they do kegs and eggs. So kegs and eggs is uh, what they do at OU now where um, all the uh, students at homecoming party Friday night and they stay up all night and uh, then go to kegs and eggs. And it's so funny because the one time I went with another niece that was there, everyone's dressed up in all this OU gear with like stickers on their faces. And (laughs) I'm like, gosh, you guys are really, you know, have a lot of OU spirit for you. Is this how you always look on a Friday night? They're like, no, this is where all, they dress for the the homecoming game. Yeah. Friday nights. Friday so that you're ready (laughs) for all day Saturday. And supposedly they don't sleep and they just party and they go to kegs and eggs. And if no one's ever been for homecoming and homecoming's next weekend, um, I've got to get back there next year. Uh, The bars are packed and hopping at eight in the morning. Yes. Eight in the morning. So one, one time, we were visiting, and uh, I had uh, my young child, and we were visiting Rob- Robin, and she's with her dad and a bunch of other family and friends inside the Hoppin' Bar. I think it was probably Bronies. Yeah. And I'm stuck outside with the kid, and I'm kind of feeling like, boo-hoo, poor me. I want to be in the bar <laughs> hopping, but I wasn't going to take my young kid in there. <laughs> and as I'm standing there, and it's like, tw- I must have been Bronies, because that's like towards the bottom, towards the armory, right? Yes. And... 
what comes rolling down the bricks but two beers and a water chaser just came rolling right down the street right in front of me. <laughs> Meant to be. It was so funny. I was like, the gods of OU oh my are gosh. hearing my, my sorrow. <laughs> and it came rolling down and I was out there with, with Tom, another, yeah. another family member. And we just picked up the beers and opened them right up, even though it was totally illegal to drink in the streets. We were like, please, the cops don't care about the old people. They care about the young kids. I feel like they were a little more (laughs) relaxed on weekends like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely one of my, I'll never forget just seeing those those beers roll down the bricks. Like, I don't know where they came from. Somebody's cooler or something. (laughs) An OU miracle. (laughs) That was so funny. An OU miracle. Yeah. Kegs and eggs was always such a good time. I have to admit, though, that I usually would take a nap between like 2 and 6 a.m. I'd still be all dressed. I would just take a nap in my bed and then get up and keep going. (laughs) I'm not a good, I'm not a good um, all-nighter. Right. I don't think I ever had in college. I definitely have now with my young kids, but not in college. (laughs) And you always had that problem of uh, you're an early riser. Yes. And wasn't that a big problem in college? It was a huge problem, especially because I shared a bedroom the first three years. So I would wake up often at 6 a.m. and my roommates could sleep till 10, 11, 12. And on a Sunday morning, there's nowhere to go. So I got really good at Tetris. I played a lot of Tetris on my um, old school Game Boy or Sudoku was another one. I would just lay in my bed and play a game until somebody woke up. (laughs) Yeah, like I can't even relate. I would like (laughs) sleep until, well, sleep until I had to throw up and then I would would go back to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would be awake, feeling miserable, and then go to bed early. So yeah, that doesn't really work out that well in college. <laughs> I, I didn't sleep well for four years. <laughs> See, early risers, you can still go to OU and party. <laughs> you can. You just might have an ulcer at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Robin. I'm just so glad we share this OU love. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll be able to visit your kids at OU. That would be awesome. We'll Keep see. it going. We'll I love see. it. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.